Welcome to the Junk Refund Show, hosted by Alan J. Cook, founder of 1-800-JUNK-REFUND. Have you ever paid those expensive junk removal companies to take away some of your stuff? Only to say to yourself, as a truck drives off down the street, some of that stuff wasn't junk. Did they try to sell it for you and give you some money back? No. Well, now there is a company that can do just that. Listen to our weekly junk refund show on BBS Radio TV to learn how one lady spent $375 on junk removal and got $3,200 back. 1-800-JUNK-REFUND represents the next generation of junk removal. Learn how to not only save your money on junk removal, but how to get some money coming back. Plus, purchase one of our radio vouchers during the show to save even more on your junk removal. Let's get the junk out of your home and out of your life. Now, with your host... Alan J. Cook. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Junk Refund Show. It is my favorite time of the week, Thursday afternoons at 3 o'clock Eastern, where I get to talk about all things junk removal and not only just the concepts of getting the junk out of your homes and your offices and your garages and your backyards, but also out of your life. And I love to have different guests on the show who are really good in their professions that have to do with kind of helping you move forward with life. And a lot of those uh, those folks are in the real estate industry because I work with a lot of realtors. I am thrilled to have Mike Say Jr. with me on the, as a guest on the radio show today. Mike, can you hear me okay? I can. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It is, it is great to have you on. I will tell you that his father, Michael Say, is a very good friend of mine, and I, I love him like I love, I love Michael, his dad, like a brother, and I have worked with both Michael and his son, Mike, for quite a long time, actually, in the D.C. area, um, doing junk removal for their clients or just doing other stuff, you know, even church stuff with his dad and stuff like that. And I'm just really excited to have him on talking about the real estate industry and how you can win in the real estate industry by getting involved with him and his father in their business. And I just think that they, they do a terrific job. Mike, tell everybody a little bit about how long you've been involved in real estate. Sure. I, um, so I, uh, I got my license initially, um, for my own personal transactions and, um, friends and family, my, uh, previous career was in uh, retail pharmacy. I, uh, was the, I left after 16 years as the chief operating officer for a company called FlavorX. We flavored kids', kids medicine. And uh, it was after just organically getting more bit, uh, real estate business on the side. Just, you know, I sold my best friend and neighbor a house. Um, and really, as the city was expanding, I moved, you know, around to different neighborhoods um, and, uh, purchased and then kind of got friends into the area. And then, um, uh, my dad, uh, was the manager of the Spring Valley Long and Foster office and his office was closing and he was retiring from management. And, 
my company had relocated up to Columbia, Maryland, and I was commuting. And uh, it just, it, it was the right time. And uh, his only request to me was that he wanted to keep his stress level low and keep it small. And um, that's what we've tried to do. And we've really just organically grown a referral-based business. Um, almost all of my clients I have a personal connection with or personal connection with someone that they um, care about. Um, so it, it's aligned really well with our, our business. Well, you must be doing something right because I spend at least, particularly on the weekends and on Sundays, I, and last night, Wednesday night, I spend a lot of time around your dad. Everybody everybody loves him, loves the name. You have the right name, my friend. It, you, you, you have a heritage that's kind of been passed on to you, which is great. <laughs> But I think you're doing something right because he never really seems to be stressed out about much. I think you're you're helping him keep the stress level low, and kudos to you because you're obviously doing the right thing and, and running the business very well. Tell me about, so you guys founded Michael Say Homes. Tell me about the success of Michael Say Homes. Yeah, that's correct. Um, the, the, it really all started, uh, my dad... Uh, my parents had a, a big house in Spring Valley, uh, raised five kids there, and uh, they had been empty nesters. I, I want to say it had been like close to seven years. And uh, uh, we, um, he, he called me up, I think it was probably just a little over five years ago, and said, um, listen, we've made this decision. Uh, I, he'd been talking about it for so long, I, I, I didn't take him seriously. Um, we got him connected with an amazing a uh, person, Caroline Carter, who uh, has a company called Done in a Day, and uh, they had a personal connection, and she convinced, uh, it was, I think, right before Thanksgiving, she convinced them to to downsize. We um, we got the house sold in, in three months, ended up selling it to a neighbor. Um, we ended up listing their house, and uh, that really gave my dad the confidence to, uh, you know, and and me um, to, to really trust each other and we like to say the two of us make a one really good agent. Um, we spend so much time thinking and focusing on our clients. Um, we're, we're fortunate to stay busy, um, but we um, we're more focused on uh, you know following our clients where they need to go and and less about where the business comes from, um, the uh, the outcomes and the referrals um, and that kind of model that my dad has fostered for so long, um, just caring about people and staying in their lives um, has allowed us through, you know, what have been some really challenging real estate markets for a lot of agents. Um, we've been fortunate to be um, steadily busy and growing, and uh, it's because we we have a patient um, approach, and we've got clients that are in all various stages of either looking to sell, um, looking to purchase something very specific. Um, you know, we, we deal with estates, um, you know, all, all sorts of, um, you know, situations, life events that continue to happen. Um, you know, there's, there's certainly a shortage of good inventory out there. Um, there's plenty of people that want to sell their homes and, you know, we, uh, we hang in there with them, um, until the timing is right. And, um, you know, in the face of any market, um, we're prepared to to deal with what's coming and give honest uh, and direct advice, and it's it's worked out. 
You know, one of the great, that's a great answer. One of the great things about your dad is his humility. And when you say that we've been fortunate to stay busy, that's a humble way. That's a humble thing to say. I mean, it is. That's a great statement in anybody's business or anybody's life where you say, you say we've been fortunate enough to stay busy, right? You could brag about it and say, yeah, we're the hottest guys in town and we're really good. But that's not what you said. What you said was we're fortunate enough to stay busy. That is a very humble, I'm here to serve my clients kind of attitude that I compliment you on. And I think that's a great approach in any kind of business or anybody anybody's life. I think that was really well said by you. Tell everybody about your family's history of being involved in real estate in the Washington, D.C. area, because it goes back more than just one generation. Yeah, it, it does. Um, yeah, my great-grandfather and his brother uh, uh, founded a company called WCNA and Miller um, Companies, and they um, started out developing neighborhoods um, all over the city and into Maryland. Um, they, uh, my dad was um, actually... Uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a very long story, but long story short is my dad's my dad's father, my grandfather was the um, vice or the vice president of construction, and uh, my grandfather uh, ran the company, the CEO, and my dad was a uh, started off as a laborer for um, the company and ended up marrying the boss's daughter, and I was very blessed to. Uh, to grow up in a neighborhood, and I had one grandparent on each end of the street. I was, I'm the oldest of six, so I had a, um, I had a, a good, a fun time breaking in my parents, and, and vice versa. But it has um, that's one thing I have uh, adopted from my dad is is, is uh, you know a, a real focus on uh, service to our clients, and um, you know trying to uh, you know. I really feel like we're in this for the right reasons and that's, you know, regardless of where things end up, it's our job to help people and um, getting them to where they need to be. And there's a, you know, there's a lot of focus on the money and the, you know, how, you know, different, you know, technology and things are going to disrupt the industry. Um, But the one thing that I'm absolutely certain of is, and, it, and, and it's because I've seen it going back, you know, like you said, um, decades and several generations in my family, um, the, uh, the personal relationships, you know, caring about what you do and, and having the right motivations and, and doing what you say you're going to do are, um, are things that are never going to um, are, are gonna only going to become more and more valuable over time. I think that's right, and and you kind of just answered this next question I was going to ask you, but I'm going to ask you the question anyway because I'm sure there's there's more here that you can tell us about. Your dad, who I've mentioned before, is a very good friend of mine, spent 45 years in the industry, in the real estate industry in Washington. What are a couple of the main things you've learned from him and how to be successful in it? You kind of mentioned a couple of them already. Is there Do you have a couple more or something you want to just mention about what you've learned from your dad in the real estate he- industry? He's, uh, I, <laughs> I, it, it's funny because as the oldest uh, child, I, you know, it took me a very long time to appreciate. And, and I don't, you know, I don't think if I had just come straight out of college and tried to do this, I would have, uh, we would have had the same level of success. Um, you know, I learned, you know, 
I, I have some of him in me, um, but his optimistic attitude and his um, his ability to truly, you know, care for for. I mean, you know how you know the type of guy he is. He um, he attracts um, you know the best, and the, and he, because he wants the best in people, and you know he uh, he loves everyone. I mean, I, I it was it's been especially great for me kind of coming into the uh to his business um later in life and getting to hear um firsthand because i've always known what type of guy he is but to hear firsthand from not only clients but um colleagues in the industry that have interacted with him or just you know his reputation precedes him um it's been a blessing to me and you know i'm I feel like it's a natural fit because I, I really have, um, you know, just totally adopted his, his outlook on life. And, you know, he's, he was one of the mindset guys before it was popular. And I, I think he just, uh, he does it instinctually. And, you know, sometimes it's <laughs> frustrating when he, uh, you know, when he, it, it makes it look easy. Um, but I've just, found that being around him and his energy and, um, you know, watching myself grow as a person, it's, it's, it's his, uh, unique ability to care and trust and, and have patience with anybody. I think that's a, that's a great answer as well. And it's very well said. And I would agree with everything you just said. I, years ago, uh, kind of new in the junk removal business, he invited me to go and speak to his agents. And I've done that a few times in his office when he was the manager. And I was happy to do it, and I had a lot of fun doing it. And the thing that stood out to me is that he would stand up there as the manager of the office and in, in, in a sales meeting, and he would just tell everybody how much he loves them. And I've done dozens and dozens of presentations for real estate offices at their sales meetings all over the D.C. area over the years. Nobody has ever stood up, especially the manager of the office, and this isn't a criticism, it's just an observation. Nobody has ever stood up and told the real estate agents and the staff that they love them, except he your means, dad. He means it, too. He does. I, I, I used to toy with him, and we don't, we don't mix it up very often, but I think I once told him that because he's he kills me with the love, and I told him that his love is, is, is having some inflation issues. But I really don't believe that. I I, I know he truly, truly does. Uh, you know, care he, that he really much. does. He gives, he gives everyone the same, and it's it's uh, it's a remarkable ability. Well, it sounds to me like it's been passed on to the next generation, which is also <laughs> an awesome thing. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that, but he's uh, he I. I we uh, we had a it was a a, a thing amongst my friends uh, you know you could see it you know he, he's an he's an exceptional guy and whenever things were hard we'd try to channel my father's energy so yeah I still do that's really well said oh that's really well said I talked with another realtor recently on the show who talked about the inventory available in the D.C. area and I think she said in Montgomery County Maryland for example there's over four hundred thousand homes but there were only 47 on the market for sale recently. Yeah. It was a very low number. Do you want to just, is, is it, is it correct that inventory is kind of a problem right now in the DC area? It, it is. And it has been for, for a while. The, uh, 
you know, the spring market's just starting up, so uh, and it and the buyers typically are out early. Um, but we, because of the low rates and you know a lot of um, clients, you know, facing a more challenging environment when they're trying to figure out their next move, um, it really has created a a gridlock effect with a lot of the you know the best inventory too. Um, the um, you know, there's always life events that keep people moving forward. Um, and, you know, we're, we're hoping that inventory um, improves, you know, and it always does over the course of the spring. Um, but just historically, I think we're, we're at, um, you know, because of the demand in the, um, the close-in suburbs especially, um, good school districts, um, back, back, uh, backyard space, uh, close close enough to a metro or to the ability to get downtown, um, you know, the right amount of space. And especially um, anything under a million or really even a million five, the closer in you get, um, it's just, uh, it's an affordability challenge. And when rates come down, uh, you know, the buyers rush in and uh, it's going to take some time for the inventory to catch up. Nope. That's, that's, that's a good answer. What, what are some of the main things people should do if they want to get ready to sell their home? Engage a good realtor. That's the first thing you should do, and and trust what they say. Um, it, every every property is different, um, depending on you know the overall condition. Uh, you want to make it uh, as clean as possible. One of the things we do um, with our listings is we. I've got a great deep cleaner and we, we include that for free as part of our service because, you know, especially after COVID, but, um, you know, there's, there's many homes out there that aren't completely updated. Um, but the, uh, the difference between a regular clean and a deep clean is, you know, is a game changer. And then the light cosmetic work, you know, if it's an older home, trying to make it look as close to, um, the way it was when it was purchased or, you know, um, changing, you know, aggressive paint colors, um, making sure that everything that needs to be repaired is repaired, you know, a move in ready home, the closer to, you know, updated, the more demand there is. Great answer. Um, what are some of the risks of doing a for sale by owner approach, which some people like to do? You know, I think that the, there's a misconception in real estate that getting, you know, the house under contract and uh, getting a price agreed to or terms agreed to are the um, the hardest part. Um, it's really, you know, getting the best offer and making sure that you're capturing a market that allows you to do that. But then selecting an offer um, – that's going to get to the finish line. Um, and I think what we're, what I'm most accustomed to, and I, we, we don't deal with a lot of for sale by owners, but I have um, offers or tried to make deals on for sale by owners for buyers. And uh, because there's not a, you know, a professional involved or two, because um, it really, you know, both sides should be represented. Um, the, uh, emotions and lack of uh, true, true understanding of the process and how to get things done cause the, 
the deals to fall apart or, um, you know, you get under contract and all of a sudden you're dealing with uh, a problem that you don't know how to get out of and emotions get out of control. Agents are so important these days um, on so many different levels. I could go on forever, but, uh, but, you know, we pride ourselves on giving our clients the best advice and that's not just taking the best or the highest price. Um, we want to make sure that they're seeing everything we see and that that offer is going to get to the finish line. Um, what you want to do is get under contract and start packing your stuff. And next thing you know, you've got a, you know, a contract that's falling through and all your plans are cascading. Correct. Correct. I love that finish line concept. I think that's a great, a great statement to make in the real estate industry. I, I think that's well done. We're going to take a break for about a minute. We're going to come back. We're talking to Michael's, Mike Say Jr. of Compass Real Estate in the Washington, D.C. area, who is a great realtor and does a great job and has a wonderful approach to helping people in the real estate market. You're listening to the Junk Refund Show, and we will be back in just a minute or two after we take this break. Have you ever hired one of those expensive junk removal companies, then wondered what they did with the stuff? Especially the good stuff. At 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, we junk the junk. Recycle stuff like metal and wire. Donate items and get you receipts. And put up for sale the good stuff. And if it sells, you get some money back. Cynthia paid $375 for junk removal and got $3,200 back. Would you like to know how she did it? Tune in to the Junk Refund Show with your host, Alan J. Cook, every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time to get the junk not only out of your home, but also out of your life. Welcome back to the Junk Refund Show. This is Alan Cook, your host. I'm the founder of 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, a hauling and junk removal business in the Washington, D.C. area, where we kind of set ourselves apart by not only doing everything that the other junk removal companies do, which means get rid of the junk, recycle stuff like metal and wire, donate stuff and get people receipts, but we put up for sale the good stuff that we think might sell, and if it sells, you get money back. Yeah, because we kind of coined the phrase, not all junk is junk, early on in our business, and we've found that to be true. So we'll tell you more stories about some of those things we've sold recently and how much fun we're having. But it's really it's really a lot of fun, and it goes back to my days early in my career as a stockbroker when I'm always trying to find a really good value and make money off of it. And so we were just kind of applying that to the junk removal business. Um, I'm talking with Mike Say, Jr., who is a, a very good realtor in the Washington area, has a multi-generation family history of being involved in real estate in the Washington area, and a few years ago formed a company with his father, Michael Say, called, called Michael Say Homes, and they have affiliated with Compass Real Estate. And I know, Mike, when you sent me some information about your business, you were very positive about Compass Real Estate. Do you want to just tell everybody why you like Compass so much? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, when we, uh, you know, my dad uh, was a, a broker manager for 45 years. You know, I, I you know, I grew up uh, in the real estate offices. Um, he 
was overseeing, I think, six offices at one point in time. And he, um, he loves real estate agents. You know, he's, he's, he's got a huge network. Um, and, um, when we, uh, first started working together, you know, he, um, you know, he knew from a macro standpoint what it took, but, um, you know, the, the day to day for me coming from, uh, uh, you know, a, a job where I had tons of support and, a you know, uh, I, I, um, I found the technology and the culture in a, a lot of the companies that we were considering to be, um, you know, outdated or, or, or just, um, it, 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 it didn't, they didn't seem to be progressive. Um, the, uh, when I met with Compass the first time, the first thing, you know, I was, I'm a big culture guy. I really believe that it starts at the top um, in any organization. Um, and I had come from a, um, a situation that I left because I wasn't, you know, thrilled with the overall direction. And I was very sensitive to leadership and culture. And that's what initially attracted me to them. And then when I saw their technology and the direction that they were headed um, and their 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 goal of making the agent's life easier so they could be more engaged with clients um, was, spoke to me. Um, and, you know, I've been able to go from, you know, trying to build a, a team with some, you know, administrative support and, you know, additional resources um, and overhead to being able to, you know, with just myself and my dad um, and the Compass, platform and the resources and, and um, all the services that they offer um, been able to much more effectively and cost effectively and time-wise manage my business. And, uh, but I really think it all comes back to the culture. It's just a very collaborative, there's, there's no egos, uh, amazing agents, the better managers and, and, and an incredible CEO. Um, I couldn't have, better things to say about them. And, uh, it's really been a, a healthy place for us to, you know, get, get, learn to, uh, work together. Um, but also, uh, uh, have the confidence to take on anything. You know, we, we, our business went from being, you know, pretty tightly, in and around the DC suburbs um, to post pandemic, you know, clients, especially buyers moving way out. And uh, I have no problem traveling or, you know, spending time in the car talking with clients. Um, but I would find myself getting behind on all the other things and uh, the technology and the level of support that Compass offers to agents has really made that problem go away and uh, kept me in a very good headspace. You know what they need to do, Mike? They need to put you on TV and have you do a commercial for Compass Real Estate. And they don't need to give you, seriously. They don't need to give you a script. Just turn the camera on, point the finger at you, and just turn you loose and let you say whatever you want to. And you would be perfect. Trust well, me, you I, would be perfect. I, had, I spent I spent two years trying to convince my dad uh, the time was right to go and. Uh, I think he look looking back, he tells me all the time it was one of the best decisions he made, and it really gave us a fresh start to 
do exactly what he wanted to do and stay small and really focus on, you know, a, 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 a work-life personal balance and, and organically growing something that we were proud of. It's, it's a wonderful thing when you work for a company that you love and that you admire from the top down. You know, the, it really is. It's very pleasant to hear somebody talk about how much they enjoy the culture of the company they work for because I, I think there was a statistic in the past that said 80% of the people who are out there in the workforce are not quite thrilled with their job and with what they're doing. And it's always refreshing to talk to somebody who's kind of on cloud nine having a good time where they work. That's a real pick-me-up for people, and I, I compliment you for that. You may have answered a little bit of this next question, just kind of in some of the stuff you said before, but I know downsizing is a big issue for people who've worked in D.C. for a long time or getting ready to retire and stuff. Do you have any suggestions for people who are facing the issue of needing to downsize? Yes, it's, it's never too late to... Uh engage a professional to start the conversation. You know, we, we find that, you know, a lot of our clients, you know, it takes, you know, in most cases um, to a couple to get on the same page and um, it's emotional and there's like, you know, a lot of stuff involved and how am I going to get the house, you know, in showing condition and, you know, all the other, you know, millions of questions that go through, uh, your head when you're focused on it, um, but I I I find that the more often you can have the conversation and check in with your agent and keep moving forward um, when the time is right, um, you'll be much better prepared to um, to execute. And you know the the time is is never right until it's right. And if you're scrambling to try to catch up and do all of that at once. Um, it's, it's certainly possible. Like we, we have, we do fire drills all the time, but, um, understanding the process, making sure you've got good partners like you engaged, um, so that you can do things cost effectively so that you're not rushing to, you know, discard just items that you didn't have a chance to get appraised or, you know, there's, there's so many, uh, issues that I see when, um, clients are trying to rush after leading the conversation for so long. But in most cases, um, we uh, lay out a plan. And then it's, you know, it's maybe months later, sometimes a year later, sometimes we're visiting people annually, giving them updates and kind of slowly getting further along um, until the time is right. Very, very good. Let me ask you this just for fun. In your opinion, what are two or three of the most exclusive areas to live in in Washington? Like, where's, well, where's I, the, you know... The, well, I, 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 that, that's a tough question, because I'm sure I, I get a lot of different um, answers. But I, um, watching some of these uh, recent sales in Spring Valley and Wesley Heights, um, there's, there's some really just... Uh, you know, over five million plus dollar sales in these neighborhoods that uh, that you know I grew up in and my dad grew up in, and you know, there's also you know these just total amazing storybook homes that have been carefully maintained. Um, but I like um, those are two of my favorite neighborhoods for for uh, personal bias. Uh, Wesley Heights and Spring Valley. How how expensive are the condos down in Georgetown? 
Um, it, it depends. I think there's, uh, you know, the, the larger condo market with, you know, outdoor space and a good view, um, the, you know, prices have been really um, going up fast because there's a real shortage of that inventory. And it's a bridge for the, the previous conversation, you know, the ones that are downsizing or potentially want to keep a large enough place in the area because um, they spend some time here or, or you know, maybe they're, they're giving up their big home and, you know, have, have had this vision of, of a, you know, their, their retirement in a certain part of the area. But, um, you know, any, anywhere from, you know, I would say you're in the a million plus range, Bethesda right now for, you know, a large two bedroom, uh, three bedroom, you know, a million two fifty plus, depending on the building. Um, but there's a there's a real shortage of of good condos right now when it comes to that. Um, but I I do see more and more um, interest in you know smaller condos as well, especially as uh, coming you know back into the office at least for a few days a week or um, more commuting is picking up. Um, just overall a shortage of really anything good. What, what do you say to people who kind of, I know interest rates have moved a lot in the last, let's say, few years, right? But what, what do you say to people who want to kind of wait to see what interest rates are going to do? Do you have a response to that or how you handle that? I, you know, my, my le- personal lesson I learned was you just, when you find something you like and it meets your budget and you, you're going to, you're gonna. You can make it work. It's. It's always. There's never a bad time. I think when rates are higher. Actually, as a matter of fact, I just I have two under contract right now. One, both of them are amazing properties for buyers who um, didn't want to compete and you know tracked a few um, listings over the holidays and ended up getting, you know. Good, good offers accepted without the competition and you know. Um, because they were willing to move when rates got higher. Um, shortly after that, rates started coming down, and there was, you know, I saw in the same neighborhood multiple offer situations and uh, price escalation. So I, I think it it really, um, you know, it's not something I try to get too hung up on um, for sure when rates spiked last fall. Um, you know, the, the air came completely out from the demand side, but... Uh, there's some seasonality to that too. Every sp- spring for the past five years, uh, it's, it feels like a coiled um, spring from a buyer standpoint. Um, you know, and buyers are savvy and they're, um, but they they follow the 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 news and the rates. And I track the ten year daily when it's you know breaking below four percent. My phone's ringing. Um, but I, I I do think that we're just going to have to be comfortable with these rates at a higher level, maybe historically, you know, the one thing I'll say about that, and it's, it's personal is my, the first condo I bought was in Sumner village, which is where my parents are now. It was a, the building next to where my grandmother had moved to when she um, retired. And I rented a room to my best friend. And I think my interest rate was five and a half percent. And my dad said, well, that is the best interest rate I've ever seen in my life. And I, you know, I, Went on to sell that, and I bought many more places, and I've moved all over the place. And I think, 
like a lot of people, I'm locked into at a really low rate right now. Um, but historically, um, you know, that initial purchase and that interest rate, which I had ended up refinancing and then selling and, um, it gave me the, uh, the opportunity to continue to step up and leverage my ability to, um, you know, on the path to homeowner and just purchased my first, uh, single family home in Bethesda, um, in, in 20, uh, 2020. So. Wonderful. Wonderful. I think Warren Buffett, who is a friend of mine, um, actually, um, would be proud of your answer. He has maintained in his business at Berkshire Hathaway that he and his late partner, Charlie Munger, never have had an opinion about what interest rates the economy or the stock market is going to do a year from now. They don't focus on that. They focus on the longer term and not trying to guess what, what you know, who knows what's going to happen with rates and the market and all that kind of stuff. And I've always thought that was a really good approach. And that that sounds like what you're saying as well. So I, I think you have a, a good approach to that whole scenario. Let me ask you real quick. If people want to contact you, what's the best way to do it? Uh, uh, phone or text message um, are great. Um, if you uh, or, or email, um, really, I'm 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 up on everything. Whatever's you know, the personal preference. Um, but I love to talk on the phone and, you know, we're, we like to solve problems and, uh, have seen a whole lot of, of everything. Um, you know, no, no agent or anybody has a crystal ball, but, um, to your point, I think if you're making decisions for the right reasons, um, especially on the purchase side, if you have a five to 10 year horizon, um, they, there's, that that there's so much more value in home ownership and actually, you know, the quality of life um, investment that uh, t- trying to time the market or, or, you know, waiting for the, the perfect thing in the perfect situation um, very rarely works out well. Do you want to give everybody your phone number and your email address just, uh, yeah, absolutely. just so they my, know? My cell phone is 202 415 Four nine nine two, and my email is uh, Michael M I C H A E L at say, and that's S as in Sam, E as in Edward, A as in Apple, Y as in Yellow, and then homesdc.com. Or you can also okay, now I'm Michael. Gonna... Okay, I'm going to have you repeat that again, just so people can write it down if they want to jot it down. Tell tell everybody again. Sure, it's uh, it's um, Michael at say, S-E-A-Y, homesdc.com. And give me your phone number once more. And the phone number is 202-415-4992. Okay, so I've got, if you've got time, Mike, I, I've got like just three or four more questions I want to ask you real quick if you still got time Absolutely, to hang on yeah. to this next break. Okay, hang on tight for a minute. I'm talking with Mike Say Jr., who is a great realtor and a great guy here in the Washington, D.C. area about real estate issues and how to get the junk out of your real estate portfolio, so to speak, and also out of your life. Um, You're listening to the Junk Refund Show. We're going to take a break for about a minute. We'll be back. We'll talk with Mike some more, and I really appreciate him being a guest on the show this week. Have you ever hired one of those expensive junk removal companies, then wondered what they did with the stuff? Especially the good stuff. 
At 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, we junk the junk. Recycle stuff like metal and wire. Donate items and get you receipts. And put up for sale the good stuff. And if it sells, you get some money back. Cynthia paid $375 for junk removal and got $3,200 back. Would you like to know how she did it? Tune in to the Junk Refund Show with your host, Alan J. Cook, every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time to get the junk not only out of your home, but also out of your life. Hey, welcome back to the Junk Refund Show. I'm your host, Alan Cook, in Bethesda, Maryland, talking with my friend Mike Say Jr., who is an experienced, good, smart realtor in the Washington, D.C. area with a longtime family history of knowing the real estate market in Washington. Mike, um, I just have three or four more questions to ask you. And I, again, I appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. Do you help people find rentals if that's what they want? We, so rentals are, uh, we, uh, if it's a referral or personal relationship, we help anyone. If I can't help someone, I, I'll give them advice. I think with, um, with rentals, uh, there's, uh, it really depends on the situation because, uh, in some cases it's, it's easier to go directly to the listing agent. Now we do list rentals. Um, so much happens through Zillow and a lot of these online automated um, platforms. Um, I will set up searches on rentals um, and oftentimes connect, uh, you know, a client directly with a, the listing agent if I think it's going to give them a better chance. But there's a real shortage all around. I'm trying to help a couple friends right now with uh, with rentals, and you know, we had a few uh, condo rentals, and we got flooded with applications. Um, so it is, um, it's a different process. Um, in any situation, we're going to give the best advice to get them what they want, whether we're representing them or not. Awesome. It is the popular flipping of houses that we've seen on TV and other things in the last few years still popular? And if so, is Washington a good area to try to do that in? Yeah, I think Washington's always been a, a, a good area for that. And I, um, and yes, I, I I think when rates went way up, um, it uh, froze some of the. I think there'll be an impact on inventory just because it it made the cost of everything more expensive, the cost of the the shells and the uh, you know the appetite for investors. But I I think because of this low inventory situation and especially in in good locations where there's strong demand, um, it's. Uh, Everyone wants something that's been updated and newer, um, and uh, you know there's a real shortage of, of that. Uh, do you have any particular? And I know it depends on what somebody's looking for in their situation and stuff like that. Are there areas in the, in the Washington D.C. market that you think give the best buys to people right now that that they should be perhaps considering if they're looking just to get the best value they can for their money? I mean, downtown D.C. like the the. You know, I haven't looked like closely at the at the inventory, but I think that uh, you know, just you know, the the closer in suburbs, things uh, things that are in good school districts, the the really competitive areas where there's a shortage of 
homes are um, are the a challenge right now. The I've had some good opportunities with buyers on condos, um, but I think downtown, uh, you know, because of the you know the la- you know they're still trying to get everybody back into the office. That's those are going to be the best uh, I think long term investments and kind of looking into see what happens with a lot of the bigger office buildings. Um, but I, I find that, um, you know, I guess the one, the, 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 the big thing I have to say to clients is, is just take a look, you know, when you're looking at inventory, don't get hung up on the days on market or the pricing history or why it's selling so quickly. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've picked up the phone and learned, you know, uh, or, or been able to get a, a, just an amazing house for a client because uh, the market was scared off by, you know, the history or the fact that it's selling quickly when in actuality it was a life event or, you know, maybe someone got called back into the office or, uh, you know, there was a something else that had nothing to do with the home um, that was driving the decision um, and it ends up being an opportunity for someone else. Uh, the market moves really fast, and when you're looking at homes on your phone, um, it's easy to get, you know, distracted or picky when it comes to what you're looking at. But how something looks in photos versus real life, and then also um, being able to look past uh, something that may really be a non-issue by just picking up the phone and drilling a little bit deeper. Again, one of the reasons why you need a good agent who's willing to do that work and, you know, take it a little bit further um, than uh, you can on your own um, to get you answers that might end up being the difference between, a, you know, a, a diamond in the rough or a really, you know, perfect home that just had something that, uh, whether it was timing or, or uh, some other extenuating cir- circumstance that uh, was causing the sale. Beautiful. Um, to wrap this up, I, I, I just love talking to you. You have such a great way of answering these questions and just doing it very smoothly and and normally and professionally. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful skill that you have. Is there anything else that you would like to talk about that we haven't covered that that you want to discuss with people about Michael Say Homes or et cetera? I mean, I, I obviously, like a, any re- referral coming through you, you you have been great. And by the way, I, I have two clients that I'm I need to connect you with. Um, you've been a lifesaver on on so many fronts for us. Um, but I, I and it's you know I, I really do think we're in a environment right now where it takes you know a, a pretty deep network um, and uh, a bunch of uh, trustworthy resources to. You know, get a home listed for sale uh, to get it to get an offer accepted in this market. Um, to have the confidence to write your best offer on a property, um, and and to get and to feel like you're you're dealing with someone that you can trust who's in it for the same reasons you are to represent your needs. Um, that's not transactional, and I I think it's a it's a difficult. Uh, it's a difficult to learn, and I said this a bunch, and maybe even said it on the show. Is that I would this isn't a, a job I would have been good at straight out of college. Um, my previous career, I was dealing with um, sales and clients, um, Fortune 500 clients that were on a much longer um, sales cycle, sometimes years, and 
you know, working in that kind of environment where you never feel like there's a beginning and an end. Um, uh, this is a business where, you know, there's always going to be challenges, but being able to keep an eye, stay focused on the big picture and, and, and make sure that you get to the finish line without letting emotions or, you know, just what can be oftentimes just little uh, miscommunications that spiral out of control. Um, you know, this is a, a market where trust and transparency and reputation and, and working for a, a, a good uh, broker or an, on a good team or with a good agent that, um, you know, uh, it's going to, you know, go all the way with you regardless of where it takes you. And, you know, you can, you can just trust that, you know, it, it, it can look easy to, to, to get your home sold and get to the finish line, but um, there's a lot more that goes into it. And uh, yeah, I, I might be a broken record, but my dad's energy, what he, what he has instilled in me and what I've learned in, in, you know, doing things the other way too. We, we're really focused not on the transaction. We're focused on the, the client, um, the, the friendship for life. Um, we love referrals cause we're meeting so many new friends and, you know, we, we've, you know, we feel like our lives are, are more full and, uh, you know, with the good and the bad. And, you know, when we do get into challenging situations um, or helping our clients with challenging situations, those can be the most rewarding. So we, uh, we, we like to do it all because we feel comfortable um, in most situations. Um, and I think the diversity of our business and operating in such a broad area in a location that we're very, very familiar with, 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 you know, partners and, and, uh, colleagues that we have, you know, deep trust in, um, is something that can't be undervalued in, in this market where things are moving so fast. Well, I'm just, I can't thank you enough for being a guest on the show. It's really fun to talk to you about this. And your dad obviously is very proud of what you're doing and you carry his name, which I do with my dad's name, by the way. And you're, you're holding the torch high and that's all <laughs> any father could ask for his kids, right? Is just, you know, do your best. And that's what you're doing. And I think it's, I think it's fabulous. Give everybody one last shot at your phone number and your email. And thanks again, Mike, for taking the time to be on the show. We've really loved having you here. Uh, thank you so much, and thanks for all you do. Yeah, I, it's been it's been a pleasure. I, like I, I told you, I my dad uh, asked me to do this, and it was on his birthday. And I, this is normally something I would turn down because I, it's just yeah, I, I'm very very focused on just clients and kind of dealing with what's in front of me. But it's nice to take the time and and talk with you. And um, I really appreciate you having me on. My my phone number is two zero two four one five four nine nine two, and my email is Michael at say, S-E-A-Y, homesdc.com. And we service D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Um, and I actually uh, have an investment property in Ocean City. If anybody's interested in exploring, you know, the, the Berlin area, which I just think is a, an amazing um, part of the country. Awesome. You've been terrific, Mike. Well, thanks again for everything. It's been great having you on. And God bless you and your dad and your families and your business. And just keep going. I look forward to working with you some more. You as well. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks so much. Thanks, my friend. Have a great day. Bye. 
So you've been been listening to Mike Say, Jr., who is a realtor with Compass Real Estate with Michael Say Homes. Um, His dad's a very close friend of mine. I've worked with both his dad and him with various projects that they've had or needs that they've had, and we've been happy to help them out. Two of the best guys in the Washington, D.C. area who know the real estate market in Washington really well. Here's a couple of things I just kind of want to wrap up with in the next seven or eight minutes here. Upcoming shows, you might want to make a note of this. Next week, February 15th, Louis Torres, who you don't know, but he is the manager of Les Schwab Tire in Moses Lake, Washington. He is going to be on the show because I'm going to talk about one of his employees, a girl named Renee, who helped me a couple of weeks ago in an unbelievable way when I was in Moses Lake doing some stuff just for a day or two. And we're actually creating an award in Renee's name that we'll tell you more about next week that she doesn't know about and Louie doesn't know about, but we're, we're going to do something special with this because when you come across outstanding customer service, it deserves to be applauded and rewarded. So I'm, I'm thrilled to have him on from Les Schwab Tire in Moses Lake, Washington. February 22nd, a guy named Rob Robinson, who is my personal insurance agent for like business liability insurance, etc. This guy is really good at customer service. And we're going to talk a little bit about how he does what he does. He is a pro, and I'm excited to have him on the show as well because you just need to know about him and what he does because he's so darn good at it. Just before we started this show, I got off the phone with my buddy Lindsey Parker, who is out in Utah. Lindsey and I went to high school together. He's going to be my guest on February 29th. This guy lives, perhaps with the exception of myself, but maybe we're tied the most adventuresome life that I know of, and he is a hunter and a fisherman. And his posts on Facebook of where he's recently been and the fish that he's caught will motivate you to create your own adventure and your own dreams for your life. I am thrilled to be able to talk to him about what he's doing. He goes all over the world. He has specific goals of certain fish he wants to catch in certain parts of the world, and he's just a class act all the way through. I've known him for like 50 years. Lindsey Parker will be my guest on February 29th. And possibly another buddy who also has some roots in our Orem High School area, a guy who's like three or four years older than me, a guy named Robert Parsons, who has been a a multi-decade, very close friend of mine, um, is an avid bird watcher. And we're trying to get, he's, he's agreed to be on the show. The next opening will be March 7th. But I think of the 10,000 species of birds, I think is the right word, around the world. Robert has seen personally like three to 4,000 of them and has a real energy and a passion for bird watching. And I I just love to get somebody on the show who who is having a wonderful life exploring their hobby because it makes the rest of your life just go so well. And it's such a wonderful thing. Lindsay and Robert are two of the guys that do that really, really well. I want to talk about really quick our declutter calendar for 2024. I'm going to ask our producer, Don, just off the top of his head, to pick one month and one day. Tell me what it is, and I will go to this calendar and tell you what our daily task is for that day to help you declutter your home and your life. All right. Let's give it August 12th. August 12th. All right, flipping through here. August 12th of 2024 is a Monday. 
And the task that's on here says, clean out one bathroom drawer. There you go. Not the whole bathroom, just the bathroom drawer. And the photo that's on top of the month of August is me paragliding in Torrey Pines, California, over a 400-foot cliff drop-off down to the beach below. So you'll get a kick out of that as well. And the, and the, the statement for the month just says, ever paraglided. There you go. So the junk, the, the declutter calendar 2024 is available on our website, 1-800-JUNKREFUND.COM forward slash calendar. You purchase it for $59.95. It's got a daily task for the next 12 months. If you order the calendar this month, you get February of 2024 through January of 2025. So it doesn't matter what month of the year you order it. You'll get a daily task to help you declutter your home and your life. And I figured out that the cost of the calendar with 365 ideas on it is about 14 cents a day. That's a lot better than paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a company to come in and haul away some stuff when you can start chipping away at it day in and day out. Call the show. Call Don at 888-627-6008 to order the calendar from through the show, and we will turn around and send it directly to you from the printer. But you'll save 10 bucks if you do it through bbsradio.com. So we're excited about that. So just keep in mind the declutter calendar for 2024 is a, a thing that we've created that is unique in the calendar industry, and we're having a lot of fun with it. I want to tell you really quickly about our New Year's special. For 2024, we created 24 home or office cleanouts around the country, doesn't matter where you are for a total price of $2,024 for up to five box trucks of stuff hauled away, which is about what it takes to clean out a typical average-sized home. Five, a box truck of stuff is normally $695. Five of those is just under $3,500. But we've created 24 of these. You purchase it in advance like you're buying a Groupon or a living social coupon or something. You pay $2,024, and you save 42% on the cost of getting five truckloads of stuff hauled away. You can check that out at 1-800-JUNKREFUND.COM forward slash 2024-2, and you'll read all about it. It'll be on there. Um, a quick mention about the value of reading. I'm reading three books right now. One of them is a religious book called the Book of Mormon, which is important to members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm having a blast doing that. Another one is called Mojada, M-O-J-A-D-A, by a friend of mine that I actually go to church with who immigrated from Honduras to the United States when she was 15. This is the true story of her immigrating, and I'm, I'm planning to see if we can get her to be a guest on the show, probably in March, to talk about this book once I've finished reading it. And the other one is called The Dynasty. It's about the New England Patriots football team. And it's written by Jeff Benedict, a, a terrific author who has also come out with the book called LeBron and has written books on, he did Steve Young's biography. Um, and it's just a wonder, he's a wonderful um, writer. And I'm trying to see if we can get him on the show as well to talk about how writing gets some of the junk out of your life. 
Quick shout out to Frontier Airlines because of their Go Wild Pass. I am leaving tomorrow night at about 8 o'clock to fly to San Juan, Puerto Rico, where I arrive at about 1 a.m. to go to one of our church's temples in San Juan, Puerto Rico at 8 a.m. I go around and visit these temples around the world and around the country pretty much, and I've run out of them in the United States, so I'm starting to do some international stuff. But I can slip down there. I think the round-trip airfare for this thing is like 100 bucks total. And it's a direct flight out of Baltimore. So I'm going down there. I'll be down there Saturday. I guess I'm going to go snorkeling on somewhere around Puerto Rico Saturday afternoon, and I fly back to Baltimore Saturday night, and I'll be back Sunday. So back to my comment about having an adventuresome life, this kid's living it, and I'm having a blast. And if I can help you live it and get some of the junk out of your minds and out of your lives, as well as your homes, then mission accomplished. Special thanks, as always, to Matt Damon, and apologies to Jimmy Kimmel for just not having quite enough time to get him on the show this week. We'll see if we can do a better job getting Jimmy on sometime later. You've been listening to the Junk Refund Show. We love life. We hope you do, too, and have a great day. Thanks again to my buddy Mike Say, Jr. of Compass Real Estate and Michael Say Holmes for being a guest on the show. And as always, thanks to Don Newsom, his brother Doug, for the great job they do on bbsradio.com radio and TV. They are terrific to work with. And if you want to do your own radio show, contact me and I'll put you in touch with those guys and you too can have a radio show. Have a great day. And in the words of Michael Say Sr., we love you. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Junk Refund Show the longest-running junk removal radio show on the air. Join us next week as we discuss innovative ways to declutter your home, your business, and your life using 20 years of junk removal experience. Find out why we give out free ice cream gift cards to our clients, too. In upcoming shows, we will explore how to get the junk out of your relationships your spiritual life, your waistline, even your travel life. Plus, call in with questions and situations you would like some help with. At 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, we are committed to bringing the next generation of junk removal because not all junk is junk. See you next week on the Junk Refund Show every Thursday afternoons at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on BBS Radio TV.